He was worried that he lost Chosim Avram Avinu as well. Hashem says to Avram, I'll tear Avram, don't be afraid. After Avram defeated the four kings, Avram was a very powerful person. And he was a very courageous man. He fought the four most powerful kings in the world. And he defeated them. Avram wasn't the type, Avram Avinu, to be nervous. He stood up to the four most powerful kings and beat them in a war. And Hashem said, Tear Avram, Zorg Zichnish, don't be nervous. What was he so nervous about? And Chazal tell us he was nervous that he was Mekabal Schar, that he lost his Schar. And Hashem said, I'll protect you. Your Schar is still intact. But it doesn't tell us the secret. Avram Avin was nervous. Hashem says, he's nervous, he lost Chosim. He got so much goodness from Hashem, he doesn't want to lose up his chosim. He wants to retain Philem It's a long journey. You don't want to lose up all your provisions at the beginning. Eternity is a long time. He didn't want to use up his schar. He's nervous. Hashem said, Atir Avram, schar chahar schar is overwhelming. Plenty of schar. You're not losing it, but it doesn't give us the secret. Mechair Avram Avinus Havaminu. The sophisticated learner. I remember I was learning by Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael, and he brought a raya from the Hava of a Gemara. He brought a raya from the Hava of a Gemara. So I was bothered by. I was bothered by. He brought a raya from the Hava but that's not the maskana. And I and and I spoke to him, and he taught me a big lesson, and it's a lesson that's good on all levels of learning. The sophisticated learner analyzes the two types of answers to a question. Some questions agree to the premise of a question. Some answers agree to the premise of a question but give an answer. And some challenge the premise of a question. I'll give a mushal. A guy says to you, you're in the fake world. Think about the real world. Think about the real world. When you're in yeshiva, you're living a fantasy life. And they'll, they'll call the real world. You're in a fantasy world. So that, Rabbi say that kasha they ask you. You're, you busy yourself in a fantasy world. Come to the real world. The premise of the question is that you shouldn't make yourself a fantasy world. There are two ways to answer the question. One way is I like living in a fantasy world. I live in an amusement park my whole life. So, tough luck, you're jealous that you can't live in an amusement park. That's challenging the premise of the question. The premise of the question is nobody should live fantasies. You can challenge the premise and say, I can live in a music park my whole life. You're jealous, tough luck on you. That's, or you can agree with the premise that a person shouldn't live in a fantasy world and you explain that this, who said, what makes this a fantasy world? Why is that more real than this? You know, the guy usually is yelling at you, the fantasy world. Come to the real world of movies. <laughs> it's not usually doesn't hold water. His real world ain't so real. So there you're agreeing to his premise. The questioner's premise is true. That a person should... In, we had a yid come to Maral as a safer teaching person how to learn. The Ramchal. The Messiah says, Shadim has a safer, Das Tfunus. He tells you how to learn. It's a very important question to always identify as an answer. And often in Shas, when there are two answers, 
often in Shas, one answer agrees to the premise of the questioner and just gives a teret, and another challenges the premise of the question. It's very important. Whenever you're asked a question, you have to ask yourself, do I agree to the premise? I'll give you another example. Somebody makes fun of the teret. You know, you're not allowed to have medicine on Shabbos Kedosh. Unless certain exceptions, usually Bachram are too makel. On Shabbos Kedosh, it's us to have medicine. Chazal say, because you might come to grind up the medicine. You might come to make your own medicine. Mickey, you ever made your own medicine? So the cynic says, eh, Judaism is so silly. <laughs> I never met a guy who grinds up his own medicine. The reason's not true. Now, Rabbi say, foolish people always assume you get very impressed by the premise of the question. Like, oh, you get like very intimidated. Always analyze the premise. What is his attack? What the man is saying to you is when the reason is null and void, the chiyu should fall off. And that's his attack. Now, you can agree to his premise and answer him up, or you can challenge his premise. That premise is a highly dumb one. It's a dumb premise. Dumb. But when you ask your question, you can either go with his premise that when the reasons bottle, the law should be bottle, or you go with his premise and you try to answer accordingly, or you say the premise of the question is wrong. Here, that particular question is a dumb premise. What's the premise of the question? That in a law system, if the reason is not applicable, the reason doesn't apply. So the law is gone. That is the dumbest present. That's the dumbest premise in the world, guys. You know they only made speeding for the following reason. I think I could speed. Nobody's on the road anyway. If people have the power to do it, countries are chaotic. The reason for laws is to have organization. People are not free to say, "Well, the reason doesn't apply." There's a year, Dr. Gottlieb, Rabbi Dr. Gottlieb, brilliant man in Eretz Yisrael. He goes through American laws that weren't rescinded for 50 years even after their reason was void. Any good law system, logically, people do not have the right to say, well, the reason doesn't apply anymore. If people can do that, then you have chaos. Every man decides, well, our city decided this reason is not relevant. Now, our government body, the Sanhedrin, made laws, and they're no longer around until Mashiach comes. So, guys, tough luck. You got to keep their laws. If people are free to say, well, I don't think this one applies, you have chaos. So the premise of the question is stupid. The irreligious guy will say, yeah, the reason doesn't apply. Okay, my governing body made laws. And they're not here to rescind it. When Mashiach comes, maybe they'll rescind it. But right now they're not here. And any law system, it's intelligent that if reasons still don't apply, you still got to keep it. That's any. I don't care if it's American, Spanish, Puerto Rican. It's not a good kasha. So the guy had a certain premise asking his question and cynically sneering at you. It's a stupid question. It's not his premise is wrong. Now, if you wanted to go with his premise that if reasons are bottle, we should be allowed to knock it out, just dumb. It's not true. There are answers anyway. There, there are who say that when Chazal give us a reason, they don't tell us the whole reason. Chazal were a lot smarter than us, much. They were profound and brilliant people. They give us reasons, they throw us a little bone. They had much more profound reasons than we could think. So their reasons were overwhelming. Their reasons were many, many reasons, and they gave us one bone. So you said, that reason doesn't apply. Okay, that's what they threw you, they had other reasons. 
the bottom line is that agrees to the premise of the question that theoretically the reason doesn't apply. So when you give two answers like that, one answer challenges the premise one agrees. By the way, if you give a reason that agrees to the question and you don't give the reason that challenges, it shows you agree to the question. See, always the, the sophisticated learner of Gemara will always ask himself when you have a Havamina Maskana, did the Maskana agree to the question, the premise of the question? but it just answered up? Or did it challenge the premise of the question? That's, the, that's always the sophisticated learner will always ask him himself, will always ask himself that question. Now, so when we have in the Torah, you often can be raised from Havaminas, because the Havamina, the Gemara, had a, had a premise, and the Maskana doesn't challenge the premise, it just gives an answer. So you can bring a raya from the premise of the question. Here you have in the Torah, Yaakov Avinu is nervous, and he says, Your chesed made me small, Hashem. Katointi mikola chasadim. Because of your chesed, Hashem, I lost chosim. I'm not going to get oil in my book. I am made small, mikola chasadim. Avram Avinu is nervous that he was makabal schad, that he lost. Hashem says to Avram Avinu, don't worry. You're going to have a lot of schar. Does Hashem agree to Avram Avinu's premise? Does chesed make you lose schar? Is, is Hashem saying, Avram, you're right. Chesed makes you lose schar. But you, for some reason, the premise of your question is true. It makes you lose schar. But you, for some reason, are different. Or is Hashem challenging the premise of the question? Chesed doesn't make you lose schar. So I have a raya that the premise of Avram Avinu's statement, you know what I'm saying? You know what the premise means? Yeah. The premise means the assumption. I want you guys to have good vocabularies. In Waterbury, I want a guy to be able to communicate to the world. I want him to impact the world. You see the beautiful Bachar returning. We have some of the most sincere and inspired guys in the world. If guys have a good vocabulary and have a good capacity to speak, they can impact others. If a guy can't talk the language and his can't say any words, he can't impact others. I want guys to learn to talk. Rabbi Said. So I want to know, you hear my shayla binyam? Avram Avinu says, I became small because Yechasodim, I lost her. Hashem says, don't worry. The sophisticated person has to ask himself, is Avram Avinu wrong? You don't lose her from Chesed Hashem. Or is Avram Avinu, is Avram Avinu right? You do lose her from Chesed. But there's a specific teretz here, you don't lose schar. Simple question you got to ask yourself. And my raya, Rabbi Sai, that Avram Avinu was right, he wasn't wrong. Even though Hashem said you still have schar. My raya, he wasn't wrong. And usually you assume the premise is right. There's a rule in Shas that you don't make too big of a machloik, it's bigger than you have to. If you see a hava, I mean, as a certain premise, don't assume the maskana changed the premise unless it's open that way. Because you don't want to widen the machloikas, you always look to narrow the machloikas. Why should you assume the logic argues so far apart if you don't have to? The Havamin is intelligent, you've got to give it credit. It's Gemara, it's Shas. 
So you don't make the machlaikas wider. So usually we say <coughs> the premise is right. And I've seen some weird rise from Havaminas, even though it's slugged up, because the Havamina thought that way, and I have no reason to say the maskana changed. Savram Avinu thinks, Rabbi say, that you lose schar for chesed Hashem. Hashem says, Avram, you still have schar. Logic would dictate that Avram Avinu wasn't wrong. If he was wrong, Hashem should say, you're wrong. Hashem doesn't say, he says, you still have schar. Schar chahar But I have a riot. My raya that you still have schar, my raya is that Yaakov Avinu was worried many years later. What Avram Avinu learned, Rabbi Yisai, he taught to Yitzchak. What Yitzchak Avinu learned, he taught to Yaakov Avinu. If Avram Avinu was wrong, that Chesed Hashem doesn't detract from your schar, so why many years later did Yaakov Avinu say, Katayti Mikola Hasadim? If God openly argued on Avram Avinu, you're wrong! You're wrong! So why a hundred years later did Yaakov Avinu say, I remained small from all the chesed. A hundred and twenty years later, Yaakov Avinu says, I lose schar from chesed Hashem. Yaakov Avinu shouldn't have said, I lose schar from chesed Hashem. You don't lose schar. Hashem said to Avram, Elamai, we have a raya from Yaakov Avinu still worried that Avram Avinu was right. You lose schar from chesed. So what helps you retain it, Rabbi? Say, uh-oh, uh-oh. We're surrounded by chesed. We see the Bachram return. It's electric. You see the guys come back. You can't talk to a Bachram here now for 30 seconds. Hey, one second. He runs off. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You see the Bachram. There's electricity in the air. Our Haverim return. To see them return. Ashri Adam To see guys return in such a state. Of sincerity. Of Ali. Of success. It's a joy, so you lose schar. To have pleasures, you lose schar. What's the answer, Rabbi Say? How do we get, we go on a two-day trip that was ridiculous. In the lingo of the guys, it was sick. Sick. Disgusting. It was unreal. You find yourself right. Like every once in a while, I use a word to parents. And I say, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Find that? Word. I never said sick or disgusting, but I'll say bugging out. Did I just say bugging out? And I'm sure the guy in the other line is scratching. Did you just say that? Wild. Wild. But anyway, that trip was sick, disgusting, ill, all the above. So we get Chesed Hashem, so how do we, how do we protect our schar? We want Oilam above. We learn Torah, we work on ourselves, we, don't, we want to get paid good schar. We don't want a ski trip to be our schar. So how do we hold on to our schar? What's the answer? An important question, Rabbi say. Rabbi, what's the answer to that question? The war mitzvahs. I don't want to lose any schar. I don't want to lose one part. David says, don't worry. For a guy like David, we could think this way. A guy like David, so special, so many zchuyas. He says, I have plenty more in the tank. I hear what you say, but I don't want to lose one dollar. It's hard work. A guy doesn't work. You know, a guy works, a guy works and gets $10 an hour. He's not being paid for so many hours. I'll give up a few. I don't want to give up one. We sit down and we work hard to learn. Could you imagine? A guy pushes himself to go to Shir, to go to a davening. 
his schar is epic. Now he's going to lose the schar. He went on a good ski trip. That's what you want. We say Hashem's neshalim socher toiv. He pays good. We don't want cheap payment. You know, your boss one day is going to owe you 120000 He gives you monopoly money. You're going to take it? Sure. A little monopoly. He said, I don't want monopoly. Give me real money. Real cash. This is ski trips are monopoly money. We want a little mabo. We want real schar. Socher toiv. So, Akiva, what do we do? How do we hold on? You ever, you ever played music and it just was great? You ever enjoyed playing music? So are you, aren't you worried? Yaakov, you know, our father was worried to lose schar. You want that to count? You learned the nice say that you pushed yourself. Now you got to play an hour of music. It's wonderful to play an hour of music. But now it's schar, shucks. Tell them I what I should have and forbid in Leilam Azeh. Elam Hashem, please don't give me good in Leilam Azeh. I don't want schar, I want Leilam It costs. So do you really want that price? Guys, this is a challenging question. <laughs> this is tough stuff. You know, nobody go to the bathroom now. This is dangerous stuff. <laughs> Believe right has dangerous stuff. We have goodness in Leilam Azeh. Are you scared? <coughs> You want a good Bein Azmanim Yosef or a bad one? You want a good Bein Azmanim or a bad one? Good if you have fun, aren't you going to... It's dangerous. Enjoy, you'll lose a little mabot. Frightening. Yaakov Avinu said, Katointi Mikola Chasadim. So the guy said, we don't want nice weather. I'm frightened. It's a nice day outside. It's scary. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Frek Shemi Shiller in Kriyashma we say if you serve Hashem you get Oilum We don't want Schar. It's a Gemara Kedushin, Rabbi Say. What does the Gemara Kedushin say? Schar Mitzvah Baha'i Al Moleka. There ain't no Schar in this world. You know who gets who gets Schar in this world, guys? Rishon. Every single Shabbos Kodesh, you sing this song about the beauty of the world. Mizmar Shir. You sing a shear about the beauty of the world. Mizmar, you sing a mizmar, you sing a mizmar shear liyoyim ha-shabbos. Toiv lohoidus l'ashem about the beauty of the world. And then you describe when Rishon have goodness, ish bar loyeda, the wild man doesn't understand, b'froyach Rishon, I mean, one second, sorry, one second, b'froyach Rishon k'mayesev. When Rishon have success, the wild man doesn't understand. They sprout out. Doers of evil have success. And the wild mess, I don't understand. Why do Rishon have success? And what does Davra Melech answer? To destroy them forever and ever. Their success takes away. Their success. To destroy them forever and ever. They did Ephesus, a little kibbutz Avim. He once crossed an old lady in the street. He's going to get a lot of Olam No sweat. Hashem gives him a good ball game. He watches the Lakers play the Celtics. His team wins. Boom. He loses eternity. He has a few Monopoly dollars. Kol Tovat He loses his whole paycheck. To destroy them forever and ever. So what do we do? I see a lot of sad guys. People are afraid to have pleasure now. Guys are going to start undressing their fancy, their fancy sweater. Don't take it off. 
How are you allowed to have good looking sweater shims? It's really what you have an answer to this question. Zuck really, if it facilitates and you scroll with me, I'm happier to scroll kept him smart. Maybe it made him smarter. I'd never once heard you scroll make a not smart camera. Never once. Sophisticated intelligent. It's bad in like a thousand for a thousand. I'm with it, I'll catch it. The Kitsa Dvarim is, Zuck's really a Yisrael, that if it facilitates more Avoidus Hashem, then it's not Schar. So Rabbi say, if you thank Hashem for it, then it facilitated more Avoidus Hashem. If you appreciate it, if you thank for it, it doesn't count as Schar. If you thank for it, the answer to Katayim to Yikola Chasadim, now, so why was Avram Avinu nervous? Sadiqim were always worried they underperformed, that it didn't facilitate enough Avoidus Hashem. He's worried that he didn't properly thank Hashem. If it didn't facilitate enough Avoidus Hashem, he's worried he's going to lose Schar. But Hashem says, You thanked me. You turned it Eliezer into more Avoidus Hashem. If the nice day leads to a better davening, then it's no problem. We had a huge Balmusser come to Waterbury a few years ago. It used to be in Mashkiach and Chevron, a big Balmusser. And he looked out the window and he saw the park when he came and he went wild from the park. And he said to a group of us, he said, that park cost you. He didn't see by day what it's filled with. He said, that park cost you. Cost! You better serve Hashem harder because he has your park. But he was worried. He didn't turn it up. Tzaddikim always worried the underperformer. So he was worried. Hashem says, don't, don't worry. You've performed. The answer is that if it becomes a facil- if it facilitates, facilitates means causes. If it facilitates, if it helps and causes, so then it doesn't count as charbinyam. In fact, it's a chetim so for more of us, it's not schar. What? Then we're there. Thank Hashem now. Say a good moidim. Mickey, you hear the rule of life? You got to pay for pleasures. How do we pay? Call David HaMelech says, listen to a Pasuk we said yesterday, Rabbi Say. David HaMelech says, Call Tagmulohi. All your chesed, all It's on me to pay up for it. I owe. Uh-oh, we're in debt a lot. Call Tagmulohi. All your chesed, all It's on me, I owe. So how do I pay Srili? How do you pay Srili? Thank Hashem for it. Next words. Kois Yeshua is Esa. Uvishem Hashem Ekro. I thank you. The way we pay up, Rabbi says, by thank you. So before this was all, before I speak, Rabbi say, I want to say, Rabbi say, that we stand here at the end of his man. We stand here at the end of his man, and we just went through months of goodness, months of chesed Hashem. To be in Yeshiva, we don't take for granted. For Bachar to be in yeshiva, it's not pashat. It's not an entitlement. To be in a yeshiva with Rebbeim Rebbe who love us, with chaveim that are pre- precious and priceless, 
have alumni come back that are precious B'nai Torah, to be surrounded by people who love us, to be surrounded by an environment that just tries to assist us in growing, that cares that we should grow, is unreal chesed Hashem. And that cost, I would say, it costs the thank for it. We all are cursed So before I speak, I want to sing Toiv Lohidis Lashem, that we should thank Hashem. Toiv Lohidis Lashem, it's good to thank Hashem. Lizamir, to sing Lashemcha Elyeim, to sing Hashem's name. We say Lizamir Lashemcha, to sing Hashem's name. Hashem's name always means to the chesed we feel of Hashem, the way Hashem's actions express to us. Elyon means, even though I'm singing to you, Hashem, and it looks like I understand you, Hashem, whenever you praise, you look like you understand. When you go to a Rebbe, you're this, you're that, you understand. So we say to Hashem, praise, so we understand. Whenever we praise Hashem, we try to get in there. Elyon, you're higher than our comprehension. Elyon means above. So we're recognizing that it's higher than our comprehension. When we praise Hashem in Shemun Esri, Kel Agodol Agibar Banayra, we just praise Hashem. What do we say afterwards? Kel Elyon. Even though I praise Elyon, he's way above. So Toiv Loides Hashem, it's good to thank Hashem. Ulezamel Hashemcha to sing to your name, recognizing no Elyon. You're way higher than we can understand. But I still thank you for everything you give us. This is our obligation, Rabbi. Say our duty. So what I want to do before I'm going to speak very short, the introduction will be ten times longer than the speech. <coughs> so the introduction is our chiv akarsatayv for the goodness. You'll hear the speech is going to connect that, but first I want to thank. So if I can have the pleasure of asking Yisrael to start like this. <coughs>
Sometimes people have this Hashem becomes don't get in trouble. And if in Asmanim Shmuz sometimes will be don't go to stupid places like it should be. Don't. Don't do Averis. Don't get in trouble. Don't be with people you shouldn't be. Don't be in places we shouldn't be. And that will be it. That will be the Ben Asmanim Shmuz. It's never like that in Yiddishkeit. Hashem Hashem created to accomplish. We have a yes mission. We're never just about don't-dos. I have a Kabbalah neder to never ever speak and just say don't-dos. I'll always try to add something yes to do. It's not about the don't-dos. I went to a certain yeshiva. Rebbeim had asked phones and the Bacham went upward. And so one of the Rebbeim yeshiva asked me to come to try to calm the Bacham down. I spoke to the Bachman, and I explained, your Rabbein forgot to tell you. They were saying, you can't, you can't, they're really telling what you can do and should do, you gorgeous. Light up the world. That's what they really tell you. They don't want you to do that so that you can be busy doing this. When I explained that they were Mechabah B'Lev Shalom, the Bachman Mechabah B'Lev Shalom, the Rebbe sat there, was masking, was Moida Lamas. That he didn't say it over. He didn't teach Torah the right way. Because he taught what you can't, which is true. We can't do things. Because of what we can do. Because of what we need to do. If somebody does a bris milah, meal is cutting. If somebody cuts, does a bris milah, painful blood. They cut and they didn't do priya. You are not yaitzah. The, per- the child is chayif kares. If you do bris mila, mila means to cut, to limit, lice essays. If you cut, you are not yaitze. What do you need after mila, Rabbi say? Ta'alacha. Ma'al v'loi para, good to you. Ma'al v'loi para, z'loyatza. Pri is when you peel back the skin, allowing the atara to come out. You have to cut, then they peel back the skin. That pri is the yeses. 
Mila only has value if you do priya afterwards. The Mila only is precious, is only Yaitza that don't do if you have a yes mission that can shine forth. Sure in that no talking, no I'm sorry? No talking in the shul, I no get talking. very nervous in shuls and they have like a whole campaign. Shh, shah, shah. Shah. If I hear Shah one more time, I'm going to faint. You hear shuls, the whole shuls are Shah. I call them Shah shuls. Shah. Asr to talk. Shah. Gives me the Shah people make more trouble than the talkers, I assure you. I'd rather they're all talking than the Shahers. So as you the talkers, we say they wasn't so annoying. The Shah. No, but they're right, the Shah. They're, they're, they're both, the talkers are wrong, the Shahers are wrong. They're both equally wrong. Who's right is Davin. The goal is not to have a quiet shul, the goal is to have a Davin in shul. Davin! Even Davin! Hand the guy a sitter, Davin with you. Tell a guy, Davin, Davin. Davin, you. We say, Shah, quiet. Don't be quiet. Make noise. Just the right noise. Make noise. Let's go. Make noise. The right noise. Oh, Shah. Shul's the whole focus is Shah. That's where everybody talks. I once, I once spoke in Yeshiva. I said, I spoke, it's Chaim Yilam Achzikim so beautiful Bacher drew a picture. Avoid this Hashem. Should I bring it in here? I'll bring it later. A guy drew a picture. This person hanging from a tree, a gorgeous picture, and below is death. It's this cliff. And that's the picture. And what's wrong with the picture, if that was my life, I am letting go, I assure you. I am not spending life like that. And some people think life is about Shah. If life's about Shah, I'm talking. Life's about davening. There's an accomplishment. I'm quiet because I'm davening by davening. I'm making noise, just the right noise. So, Ben Azman and the goal, if the guy says for the next, I'm going to try not, don't try not to do bad stuff. Don't do bad stuff. Don't go bad places. Do good stuff. I want to make a, we made a Kabbalah as in the sifter, we do the Chazik brachas. Make brachas, remember. Make them clearly, slowly, have the kavan in this Ben Azmanim. Work on it. Slow down your brachas. Your bracha rishonis and your bracha achreinis. Learn alamichya by heart. Stop faking. Stop it. You don't know alamichya. You know all the words. Some of them. All the words. You ever knew when you say alamichya davening Tashem? When's the last time after you had a cookie you prayed to God? You know you said a prayer or you just mumbled some words. You know you just prayed and you asked that Hashem has mercy. Hashem should be nice to your friend. Rachim no Yisrael amecha. Have pity on Yidin. Yidin should have Parnasa. Yidin should have good health. Yidin should know Semchas, not Tzoros. You know you're down there. How many guys after they ate a cookie, don't raise your hand, it'll be a Hashem. How many guys after you ate a cookie knew that you prayed to Hashem for Yidin? Rachima. It was so in such a rush, we forget. This Ben Azmanim was slowing down. Everybody in the Masifta, remember many times a day. If you forgot a few times, then remember. Remind each other, brachas. You're near each other, make a brachas slow and loudly. Baruch ato Hashem, likenu melech oilam, shakonli abedvaroi, slow down. Baruch ato Hashem, we explained, very nefashis already, I owe you Allah mechia. Very nefashis rabbis, viches reinon, al kol masha barasa lachia ispan, nefesh kol chai. Slowly say the bracha. Have in mind what you're saying. 
thanks for the necessities, thanks for the luxuries. Have in mind what you're saying. We have an active mission, Rabbi say. Make brachas, that's our Kabbalah. If you have your own things, you want to work on Kibbut Avim, you're a smart man. You want to work on some other things, Ben Azman, and you're a smart guy. But it's never just about not going. You know why you shouldn't go to a stupid place? Because you're precious. Because you're a guy who works on brachas. A guy who works on brachas has to guard himself. He's much too precious. So of course we should guard ourselves, but because we have a yes mission. So I ask the guys, guard yourself better than you'd guard a precious diamond, for you are better. Guard yourself like crazy. Where you go, who you with, where you go to. Guard. And have a yes mission as well. Make brachas, Rabbi said. Every place we go, everything we eat, a good bracha rishonim, a good bracha achreinim. You think brachas are for kids to work on? I think it's for kids, then I'm a kid, a little baby. Work on brachas. We need, I need to work on making better brachas. Slower, thinking a little bit. Make better brachas. Rishonim achreinim. What would be wrong? This pain has manim. You make all yalamichas. Learn it. Take a siddur and practice for a half hour. Look up what the words mean also. Get an art scroll. Study the words and make our witness slowly. That's what I ask from Noilam, from all of us. The Kabbalah is in the Is anybody not in the Kabbalah? If somebody's not in the Kabbalah, raise his hand. I don't want a guy to say I'm spacing out. Is anybody not in the Kabbalah? This Ben Azmanim. This Ben the Kabbalah, this Ben Azmanim is I'm going to make a sincere effort to make bracha, rishonis, and achreina. Everything I eat, we're just talking about brachas on food. On everything I eat, I'm going to try my best to make better brachas clear the words and even to try to have in mind what I'm saying sometimes. Does anybody not mask him to the Kabbalah? To believe that they try my best? Let's do it, Rabbi. So let's get busy. We have two, two and a half weeks, three weeks. Let's make brachas become one of the Spanish man. Shiurim will begin again in five minutes. Live from CB Newman. <laughs> <laughs>